0: No intro, just picks, folks. It's uh, it's gonna be a quick one, but, but we're excited. Uh, it's episode seven, fade the shade, uh, being recorded. The picks have been released on the Instagram the last few weeks, uh, even when we were off last week. So let's get to it. How you feeling, Bomb? Feeling like
1: a winner. I really don't want to talk. You know particularly college football records, I don't want to throw you under the bus there, but uh, feeling feeling like we're ready for another big, big week of college and NFL football.
0: Yeah, let's get it. I mean, we can talk about your record Uh, through two weeks of college football, sitting at seven and three, three and one in week two. Uh, As for me, not so good. Uh, One and nine, oh and four in week two. Um, there's only one place to go from here, and that's up, baby. It's due. Let's go. Like an overdue library book. Let's get it. Uh, we got four games on the slate uh, for Saturday. Not a not a great slate, but decent enough. Uh, two really big games that we'll get to uh, down the road here. But we're starting in Florida at the U. Michigan State Spartans head down to Miami. To take on the Hurricanes at 12 noon. Miami is a six-point favorite. They're one-and-one. One. Sparty's two-and-up. So, Bob, what do you got here?
1: Miami stinks. And, of course, this is going to be a case of the bias of watching them get totally drubbed by uh, by PAMA. But uh, little-known issue here with their their backfield. Backup running back suspended two weeks ago for uh, for four weeks total. Other backup lost last week for the season with a knee injury. Starting linebacker out, but they did save a cat at their last home game.
0: They're doing the Lord's work. I did see that. That was that was great.
1: I, I don't think that that helps though uh, this Saturday. So I'm, I'm taking the taking the uh, the Spartans, taking the points, and uh, wouldn't be shocked if they won outright.
0: Considering an outright, as far as I'm concerned, you look at the the drubbing uh, against Alabama. As you'd mentioned, uh, they played Appalachian State, Appalachian State at, at home last week. Uh, slim margin of victory there; they won by two points. The, uh, the the saving of the cat might have been the highlight of the game. I didn't catch the game, but what were the highlights? But that's all I saw. So that that must tell you something. Sparty's two and zero. They they look strong under under a new regime there. I think the Big Ten is is uh, better than the ACC. And oh,
1: here we go with the conference talk already. Big Ten honk.
0: Yeah, well it's it's, it's not been the best start for the Big Ten, but it's going to change this weekend. But we're starting it with Sparty plus six. I'll, I'll take the points and and like you said, not wouldn't be surprised with an outright. And we'll go to the next game, which is featuring one of bombs college football playoff picks. The Cincinnati Bearcats head into Big Ten country. Indiana, the Hoosiers. are three and a half point underdogs at home to Desmond Ritter and the Bearcats. Bomb, I know where you're going here, but just lay it on us anyway.
1: Let's make a damn statement. Indiana, drubbed by Iowa. Then they returned the drubbing against Idaho. Look at the score. Look at the box score. You don't even need to watch a minute of the game. Their superstar quarterback, oft-injured, Penix, 11 of 16 last week in a blowout win for 68 yards. The backup was the top passer coming in in garbage time. Like I said, I just don't think this guy's healthy. He had a miracle year last year. Uh, Indiana had a miracle year last year. Uh, you know, I just don't think they're they're good. Cincinnati needs to make a statement here in an out of conference game against the big ten. Take Cincinnati, play the points.
0: I like it. i'm I'm riding with you. You know, I was I was pumping up the Big Ten, but but I can't do it here. Um, you you kind of covered it all. Penix was atrocious week one, turning the ball over. Um, really really tough line you mentioned there in week two against an inferior opponent in uh, Idaho. So I will I will lay the three and a half with the Bearcats as well. And for the sake of college football, let's let's hope they make a statement and uh, you know bring bring a big win and, and get the people talking about a group of five team. You know, contender for for a college football playoff spot. So we'll move to our third game in college football, week three, uh, three thirty on CBS. The Alabama Crimson Tide, the top ranked team in the nation, go down to Gainesville to take on the Gators at the University of Florida. The Swamp should be rocking. Um, the Gators are getting fourteen and a half at the moment from the Crimson Tide. Um, I I look at this game. Nick Saban's called out the team a little bit about not playing for four quarters. And then you look at Florida. Uh, they've, they've used two quarterbacks uh, the first few weeks of the season. Uh, the quarterback play hasn't been encouraging. And I don't think that bodes well for going against the Nick Saban defense. Um, you're certainly not going to be able to really run the ball that well against them. And when you don't have stability at quarterback, it's just a formula for disaster uh, against the Crimson Tide defense. I will lay it gladly uh, with the Crimson Tide and take them to cover the 14-and-a-half. A A lot
1: of points, G. A
0: lot of
1: points. Wow. I'm taking the Gators. Wow. Give me the 14-and-a-half. You mentioned the quarterback play. It's been piss poor, but both of these guys can run, baby. And uh, the fact that Saban is calling this team out This early in the season, you know, it could be a sign that he just wants to tell these guys that they're not hot shit, right? They haven't won anything yet. But I think it's a sign of something more serious. Here they are heading into the swamp. They're playing against Dan Mullen and the boys. His recruits are finally there. I don't even know what year it is. Is it year three? Year two? Doesn't matter. Two quarterbacks. Both can run. Give me the Gators and the points.
0: I'm honestly kind of shocked that that you're taking that, but it's it's good to see uh, a little uh, a little parity from from the pod here and the picks. Um, so so you're thinking that Saban's calling them out because he's he's really seeing some issues, huh?
1: Yeah, I mean, think about it, right? You got a quarterback who never played a snap before, and he's getting these name, image, and likeness deals. Now, Youngs look pretty good, but have we seen this guy play on the road? He's already made a million bucks. He hasn't even played a game on the road in the SEC. I, I don't
0: know what this guy's made of. Yeah, we're going to find out on Saturday. Um, should, be, should be a pretty tough environment for, for Bama to roll into. Uh, they played a really close game, actually, in the SEC Championship uh, last year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Florida and Bama was a high-scoring game. Um, so, so maybe Mullen and the Gators have a little bit of a formula for success event against the Crimson Tide. But I just – I can never not take Bama. I just can't do it. So we'll see what happens. And last but not least, back to the Big Ten, where a statement could also be made. The Auburn Tigers make the trek up north to Happy Valley, the 22nd-ranked team in the country and the Auburn Tigers, uh, to take on the 10th-ranked Penn State Nittany Lions College Game Day. The buses are already up there. Herb Streets interviewing Franklin and Sean Clifford and Bone X and everybody getting ready. Penn State's a five and a half point favorite at the moment. Bob, um, what do you foresee happening at the whiteout at Beaver Stadium?
1: Well, I think you know where I want to go. But before we jump into the game, I want to hear your just give us the two minute rundown on game day and you know the greatest student section in 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 the country and. You know, all, all the the propaganda that you want to get out of the way first, so that way I at least ingest the material, take it into account, and then give you my pick.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, college game day is is uh, awesome, and as an alum, it's it's sweet to see your school uh, on the tube with the fans riled up at at nine a.m. as you're you're drinking a cup of coffee, um, and you know, listen to all the all the picks and, and stories of the day. And, uh, in, as, as far as propaganda goes, um, I, I don't know, maybe I am biased, but the whiteout of Penn state has to be the best, uh, or, or one of the best atmospheres in, in college football and, and maybe all sports, at least in America. Um, you know, the stadium shakes, it, your, your head hurts, even if you're not screaming, just, just from the noise, uh, after being there. So I think, uh, you know, Auburn's got a, got a big task ahead of them. Um, but th- there's no propaganda. It's, it's a great atmosphere. Uh, the team doesn't always, uh, match, match the, the energy of the fans, uh, the results sub
1: 500 and whiteout games though.
0: I think they're eight and, eight. Eight, and eight. eight and eight, but, uh, yeah, the record doesn't match, uh, the atmosphere that's for sure. So I- I'll just leave it at that.
1: Are they using the whiteout game too early?
0: Uh, I don't think so. I mean, I don't think you would think so either, considering the, the, the biggest home game aside from Auburn this year is Michigan, who, who you said last week stinks, <laughs> which I tend to agree. And this is the first time in 10 years that an SEC team's come to Happy Valley, and, and they're ranked. Luckily, had two cupcakes to start the year to, to work themselves into the rankings. Uh, top 25 matchup in September at night uh, against an SEC opponent. I think uh, you got to show them kind of what football in Pennsylvania is all about. So, so hopefully we can do that on Saturday. Yeah, fair enough.
1: You want the pick? You want the research? You want the pick?
0: Give, lay, lay it on me, man. I'll, I'll, I'll round us out on this one. Let's let's hear what you got.
1: I've done a deep dive into this game. Here we go. A ton of research, a ton of analysis. It comes down to one thing. I went on Boonix's Instagram earlier today. There's a couple issues that I see here. Number one, the guy's pimping chicken sandwiches for Bojangles. Yeah, hey, what, what are we doing here? You know, Can you read a defense? I don't need you to read a menu. I need you to read a defense. And then the other thing that was quite disconcerting, uh, I saw another quarterback, supposedly uh, a legend in the making, uh, supposedly a guy who loved the game, also dropped to a knee prematurely. We know who that is number 11 dropped to a knee ruined his career Bo Nix dropped to a knee in college okay in college this guy dropped to a knee now is his fiance's name is he smoke okay he doesn't want the smoke this saturday all right take the nits Lay the points penn state wins big
0: let's go let's go bombs taking the nits i'm sitting here pumping my fists I love it, and that that, that is a great uh, little bit of research you did there. Um, as far as I'm concerned, the Penn State offense has looked so so through two games against one decent opponent and one you know middle middle of the road or, or not so decent opponent in Ball State, um, but the defense has looked really strong. And I think one of the keys to this game, uh, given that it's you know big matchup crazy atmosphere is, is going to be turnovers. And you look at Sean Clifford through two games, hasn't turned the ball over. He's made pretty good decisions for the most part, I think. Um, and, and we know that, that Bo Nix, uh, the quarterback at Auburn, has been a little turnover prone in the past. Hasn't played a true, true road game in, in two years. And there hasn't been a, a whiteout at Penn State in two years. So people are going to be absolutely gassed up. The place is going to be popping off. Um, it's going to be a complete nightmare uh, for Auburn, the offensive line, the quarterback, everybody, all 11 guys out there uh, to, to hear and communicate. I think it's going to be a close game uh, because I, I don't know that, that Penn State has it in them to blow anybody out yet uh, of, of Auburn's caliber. Um, but I think I think the whiteout and the best student section in college football, Rattles Bo Nix into a turnover or two, uh, and the Nits convert and, and bring out the win, and they do it by more than five and a half. So I'm with you. I'm taking the nitty lines.
1: Wow. I, I do want to say about the game too. You know this early season Big Ten SEC matchup. It is nice to see that because normally you get that game in you know during bowl season, and typically what happens is either the Big Ten team gets absolutely crushed. Where they win a squeaker against the SEC team, and then all the SEC hawks say, "Wow, it didn't mean anything for them because they lost against Bama, and the season was over, and this, that, and the other. They lost in the SEC championship game, so the season didn't. Mean- this game didn't mean anything for them." You know, it's like every SEC person stakes their greatness to one university in Tuscaloosa. It's disgusting. I'm tired of it. I don't like Penn State. I love Penn
0: State this Saturday. Let's go, let's go. Love that. Yeah, you think about these, uh, you know, cross conference matchups, and a lot of the time they're, they're bowl games or, or neutral site games. But I think, uh, I think the home at home this year, next year, will be cool. Um, you know, for away fans to to go see a different different place, different atmosphere. So, a lot to like about this game, just as much as we like the Nitts. Uh, to cover here. So we'll see our picks shake out uh, for my sake. Hopefully the the tides turn uh, in my direction in in the college uh, world. But we both had a pretty solid week one in the NFL, uh, both sitting at three and two. And we've got five NFL games here to to preview quickly and give a few selections. Uh, We're going to start tonight, Thursday night football, always a treat to, to get your weekend started. Uh, we got the New York. Can we call them the New York football Giants or now? Just the just the New York Giants. The
1: New York exercise Giants, I know they run a lot of laps at practice. They didn't appear <laughs> to practice football.
0: Yeah, whatever's going on there, the, the New York Giants had uh, to head to the Capitol uh, to take on the Washington football team uh, who are short of their their game one starter, uh, Fitzmagic. Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, out out for a bit with a hip injury, so I believe Taylor Heineke is uh, stepping in as the starter. Uh, Giants off a a tough loss to the Broncos last week. Uh, What do you got here, Bob? I
1: don't even think it's a question. Take the skins, lay the points. Um, You know, when you go out tomorrow night after work, and you head to the beer distributor and you're looking at that 30 pack of Coors to get you through the weekend, starting on Saturday night, having a couple frosty ones during the game. Don't be afraid to reach into that cooler and pick out a six pack of Heineken. I think Heineken gets the jab done today.
0: There we go. There we go. Yeah. Heineken. If he, uh, if he can comply a little bit and win a few games that, you know, that name's going to catch on maybe, maybe a sponsorship opportunity for him there. I'm with you. I, Go ahead.
1: No, how does he not already have a deal with Heineken. I mean, he kind
0: of yeah, I mean, he played a pretty strong game against the Bucs in the playoffs last year, so. But he, he didn't win the job out of camp, I guess, uh, over Fitzpatrick, so he's got, uh, you know, nothing nothing but everything in front of him now. So, yeah, I like the skins, but my, my selection's actually going to be on the over. The total is sitting at 40 and a half. Very low. Uh, I think it's a little bit uh, too low and, and an overreaction to what happened in week one. I also think that uh, we see a little bit more of Saquon this week. So maybe maybe we get a big play bust out from the Giants. You know, he's he, he's always due for one. Um, and then you look at Daniel Jones, uh, always good for a turnover or two. Short field for, uh, for Washington uh, to punch in a few quick scores. Uh, and then Heideki. I mean, like I said, he played well against Tampa, uh, in the playoffs last year. But for first start of the year, he got some action last week. I don't think he looked too bad. Um, but but again, just kind of a, a little bit of an unknown with him. Could be probably a turnover or two uh, in short field for the Giants. I'm going over 40.5 in this game.
1: I don't hate that because he, he's now got a, a full week of practice with the with the first team. All right, he's coming in last week in the, kind of emergency duty. So I could, I could see that, right? Uh, defense always has the advantage early in the season. Those teams kind of played pretty poorly on offense last week. I'm not going to take it, but uh, I don't hate to pick there, G.
0: Yeah, and and he he did get the week of practice, but it's all, all, also a short week. So that might work against me a little bit. But then you also look at he was with the team last year. He was with them in the summer. Um, so he could just be an easy plug and play and, and, and produce. And maybe just light it up, and maybe maybe Washington blows them out, and you cover and I win, and uh you know we start the weekend with a bang.
1: It'll be like a fourteen seven g I win
0: yeah, yeah that's <laughs> that, that's usually how it goes, but you know you gotta you gotta have some action on Thursday night to get ready for the weekend. Let's look to sunday um, we gotta do it, we gotta do it, bomb, we gotta make a selection on our boy Carson wentz and the Colts. Uh, they are home and hosting the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, the Rams put a pretty good beat down on the Chicago Bears Sunday night, um, and they head to Indianapolis uh, to play the Colts, who, as we know, lost to Seattle on Sunday. Uh, Rams are favored by three and a half. Bomb. This is your boy. Give me your pick.
1: Before we get into a pick, a question. I don't know if you can answer this on the spot. I don't know if we have a listener who can do this kind of in depth analysis. When is the last time a playoff team from the previous year hosted two home games to start the year and were dogs in both home games? That's a question I I need to know.
0: Yeah, wow. We need some some serious digging. To to find that, um, but I'd be curious to know as well. Was there a quarterback change?
1: That's the question. I mean, I, you look at that, and you just all you do is you just say, take the Rams. Why even question it? When? How would that ever happen? I've never seen that before. I mean, you have L.A. coming in, and you had Seattle. And I, I get it. NFC West is a solid division, but a playoff team two home games to start the year, dogs in both games, all right? And guess what? I know this guy This guy loves dogs. Number two, loves dogs. He's a dog on Sunday. Don't think about it. I made a commitment to this podcast that I said, I'm going to hold all of you accountable. We are going to bet against Carson Wentz every single week. Do it. Fire it in. Make the pick. Rams, lay the points on the road.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, not not really much else to add. I think the Rams have a stronger defense than Seattle. Uh, I think they have a more balanced offense than Seattle. Probably, you know, higher aspirations for the season. And we, we saw what happened with uh, one of the best offensive lines in football in, in Indianapolis last week against a uh, Seattle front that isn't known to be uh, world beaters. And you have the Rams and Aaron Donald coming in uh, with one of the strongest fronts in the league. Could could be potential for, for another bloodbath in the backfield uh, for Wentz. So we're laying the three and a half with the Rams too.
1: And I don't know if you can get an injury prop. I don't, I don't know if those exist. They don't exist on my sports book. But I let me put my hands over the crystal ball here. I uh, see an ankle injury. I think Number two maybe gets rolled up. I don't know if this guy's
0: going to be healthy. Oh, man. Yeah, you don't know. You, you don't know. We, we don't wish harm on anybody on this podcast. We just learn from Never. the past. We just learn from the past. All right, I'm going to save the hometown team for last. Um, so we'll move to the 425 time slot. Of the Dallas Cowboys. Head out west to take on the Los Angeles Chargers uh, and Justin Herbert. Chargers off a win over the Washington football team. Dallas off a close loss to the defending Super Bowl champ, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Chargers are laying three and a half at home. Uh, I'll go first here. Uh, I'm taking Dallas, plus three and a half. I don't know how good the Chargers are, um, but I think Dallas is pretty good, and I think you know, you don't like to, to have any moral victories when you lose. Um, but the way they battled last Thursday against against the Bucs, uh, I have to say, w- was admirable. And we don't know what Washington is. I know I like Washington, um, but I like a lot of things, and they don't always pan out. Um, so I don't know what the Chargers are. I just think taking the three-and-a-half here in kind of a toss-up game uh, with, with two pretty good offenses— I like the points. I think Dallas might win the game. Wouldn't shock me at all, so I'm going to take the three and a half.
1: Starting to get wary here. A lot of our picks are aligning. Maybe you just, instead of fading G this week, you just fade the shade because I'm with you. I think it'll be a home game for Dallas. Uh, You know, those scumbag fans are everywhere, but, you know, they'll be rocking that, that star out in L.A. and cheering them on and that whole thing. Chargers, I mean, I honestly thought they would blow out the Redskins last week. I was glad I got the cover and the the outright win, but they they didn't impress me with anything that they did last week. Dallas has the the long recovery week after the Thursday night game. That's the benefit of playing that first Thursday night game. Players are rested going into the game, and then they get ultra rested. It's almost like having two bye weeks. So uh, I like the Cowboys. I don't know if I like them outright, but I'm I'm taking the points. I wouldn't hate the bet if you take them outright, but for me, I'm taking the three and a
0: half. half. Yeah, I like it, and I'm shocked. I'm shocked we're on the same side. I don't know if if it's good for me, if it's bad for you. I I don't know what to expect, but we're going to find out. I think uh, think this game has the potential to be one of the better games of the week, and and I think there's a potential for a lot – A lot of points. Um, Obviously, the Cowboys' offense is is pretty potent, but their defense is kind of weak, and Herbert showed that that he can sling it at times last year. so Could be looking at a shootout uh, in Los Angeles. The next game, uh, Sunday night football, I believe. Uh, The Kansas City Chiefs head to Baltimore uh, to take on the Ravens. Chiefs are laying three and a half. Um, Pretty interesting uh, considering Baltimore just lost – and kind of gave a game away to the Raiders, uh, and then the Chiefs had a game handed to them by the Cle- Cleveland Browns. So I think this is a, a very interesting line.
1: What's you that know, line telling you, Jake?
0: I think the line is, is telling me Baltimore. Uh, I do. Uh, even even though the, the Chiefs, uh, I, I won't say the Chiefs were exposed last week, um, but but they were certainly given a run for their money and. Shown to be a bit vulnerable, but I mean, a, a team that just lost to to Derek Carr and the Raiders, and and they're only getting three and a half against Patrick Mahomes and and the powerhouse that is the Kansas City Chiefs. It, it's something's fishy here. I'll go to you for the pick, uh, and then, then then I'll give you mine.
1: Well, I'll just tell you the process that went into this pick, and I'm going to change it here in real time. Wow. Okay. I have a post-it note. Gee, you can see the post-it note. I have the games. I have the lines. And I have my pick circled. For the the game at the bottom, I have Chiefs-Ravens. I initially said, take the Ravens outright. I crossed that off. I then said, I think I like the Chiefs and laying the three and a half. And I crossed that off. And then I thought about it more. And I wrote down and circled, Chiefs, lay the three and a half. But right here, right now, in real time, I'm going back. Back to the gut. Andy Reid, early in the season, always has an absolute stinker. I think this is the week. I like the Ravens outright. The line stinks. It's so bizarre. They want you to take the Chiefs after that absolute stinker of a game on Monday night by Baltimore. Take the Ravens. Let's, let's sprinkle something on that money line.
0: That, that's that's a hell of a process you just went through to come to that, but but I respect you going back to the gut. The gut, the gut's always right. I mean, at least you feel good about the pick if you went with your gut. Um, and my gut, after watching uh, Lamar Jackson run around and fumble, and watching the Chiefs come back in that game against Cleveland. Uh, although it, it was handed to them a little bit. The Chiefs didn't cover the spread last week. I just don't think that that happens two weeks in a row, especially when the line's this short. Um, I'm just not a huge Lamar Jackson fan. Uh, I think the Chiefs' defense is is solid enough to contain what's going on there. I don't think uh, the passing they attack... They
1: got ripped by Mayfield!
0: Dude, but they ran the ball so well, and that... That opened up the pass for them early in that game, and as soon as they got away from the run, the Chiefs shut it down.
1: You know why you're leaning Chiefs here? Let me tell you why. Let me let me let me read your mind. It's because the Browns are your Super Bowl team.
0: The Browns are my Super Bowl team, but I'm not. I'm not looking at that. I'm looking at the game. I I, I don't think Lamar Jackson is is an elite quarterback in this league. Uh, he's not. An, he's not an elite passer. Uh, I mean, he he's an incredible athlete. the the way he escapes pressure and, and can make something out of he's nothing. He's a
1: quarterback, man, not an athlete.
0: He, he he's an athlete uh, until until he proves it otherwise. He's he's not a quarterback or an elite quarterback in my eyes. I mean, Baltimore's run game is strong. If you want the formula to beat the Chiefs, look at what the Browns did in the first half. If the Ravens do that, then then my pick will lose. Um, but I just I don't really see that that kind of game plan from from Baltimore, and I think the the, the kick in the mouth or the punch in the mouth from the Browns might might have awakened the Chiefs a little bit. So I, I'm gonna bite. I, I'll be the sucker. I'll take the Chiefs, and uh, we'll see what happens. Wow. So let's let's round it out uh, for Faye the Shade with uh, with our beloved Philadelphia Eagles. First home game uh, at full capacity at the link in two years. San Francisco 49ers coming to town. I think the line opened at at four or three and a half. Eagles are now, as of now, only getting three. Um, But sadly, I have to take San Francisco. I mean, I don't know. I'm not really making anything of the line. I just think uh, all the noise after Sunday. It's just it's uh, it's a little too much too soon uh, in terms of the birds. I thought they they played a great game, uh, but but I think the Falcons are absolute trash. Excuse me, they might be one of one of the worst teams in football this year. Um, and you look at San Francisco, strong defense. Yeah yeah they got beat around a little bit by Jared Goff and the Lions, but uh, very strong up front, D line, O line. I think Hertz is gonna have to do some scrambling and. Get really creative, um, but it'll be interesting to see kind of Sirianni's game plan. But and then on the other side of the ball, I think uh, the the 49ers' airline can do a much better job than Atlanta did against the Eagles' front four. And then when the Eagles are going to have to bring more guys than the front four, uh, the secondary is going to be exposed by Kittle, Samuel, Ayuk. That's that's how I see it. I I don't think it's a blowout. I think it's a close game, but. Uh, I got to take the Niners. I'm pumping the brakes on the birds a little bit. Staying in touch with reality. I'm going San Fran.
1: That's a horseshit take, man.
0: What's a horseshit take? You're taking the 49ers. (laughs) I'm calling it how I say it.
1: What do you think? Garoppolo is going to lead the team to a victory?
0: We've lost to worse than Garoppolo.
1: So you think Garoppolo comes in here and just dices these guys up?
0: I don't think it's a complete dice job, but, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo is not a bad quarterback.
1: Does a North Dakota State quarterback see the field on Sunday?
0: Nah. I mean, maybe for, like, a gimmick play like last week, but I think uh, it seems like until Garoppolo really uh, loses hold of the job and, and performs poorly that he's going to get the bulk of the work.
1: Uh, I was really hoping to see a North Dakota State quarterback play well at Lincoln Financial Field, but I guess we won't. Um, if Garoppolo plays the full game, I think uh, it's an easy win. Uh, I totally disagree with your analysis on the 49 ers O line. Uh, the The Eagles are fresh. They didn't play in the preseason. They clearly use that to their advantage. They're healthy. Uh, week one, uh, they, they were steady. You know, the score is a little skewed. They scored late to kind of wrap out that game. But everyone that wants to pump the brakes because it was the Falcons, I mean, that's such a ridiculous take. The Falcons had Matt Ryan, Calvin Ridley, uh, you know, a new coach, a guy who I think has a a good recipe for winning and running the ball and using the play action. He certainly made Ryan Tannehill look like a a serviceable quarterback so you know all these people that are coming out of the woodwork saying oh it was just Atlanta I mean could be a break I think they come home Eagles come home smash the 49ers I am taking the points however because immediately after the Eagles game this past Sunday I hopped on and took them I have the three and a half I would still take the three if you want to take them outright go right ahead but I think they're two and oh I think the MVP talk starts this week for number 1.
0: Let's go. I I would love that. I got him on one of my fantasy teams and was probably my favorite selection of of my two drafts, but it's it's not it's not a hate thing. I'm just just trying to keep it real. And if I'm wrong, then I'll be happy. I'm not I'm rooting for the birds, but you know, I gotta, I gotta call it how I see it, and I think San Francisco's top five, top ten team in the league, and and uh, we're ascending, but we're not there yet. And, and I
1: just want to say too, a couple things, couple keys of the game for me. I think it's the opposite. I think the Eagles' D line kind of gets after Garoppolo a little bit. Um, I also think that their corners hold up against that that attack that you mentioned. But I actually think offensively. There's going to be some sort of a gimmick play, some sort of a trick play that the Eagles break, double reverse, wide receiver pass, flea flicker. I think something's coming. A little bit of vanilla in the preseason. They didn't play their guys. I think Sirianni clearly showed the ability to game plan and get a win and play to his players' strengths. But let's pull something out of the trick bag this Sunday. I'm feeling something.
0: Yeah, I mean – Preseason, but even even week one, it, it felt a little vanilla, right? I mean, the it was heavy pass in the first half to get the lead, and then the second half kind of established a little bit more of the run game and take care of the football, which you know I'm I'm all for that. I thought I thought the game plan of week one was great. Curious to see what it is in week two, and we'll be rooting for the birds. But for the for the sake of selections, I've got the Niners. Everybody can shit on me. Just, uh, just, just being honest out here, Bob. It's that's all we can do.
1: It's all we have, G.
0: Yeah, well, looking forward to it. Big week ahead. Let's hope the picks shake out in the black for for Bob and I. And uh, we'll be back to to talk about it early next week. Any any parting words from you, Bob? I don't want
1: to tell anybody what to do. But if you have any any cash laying around it's free money taking the rams so just find a way to funnel anything you got towards the rams
0: rams is bombs big lock of the week well that's it folks enjoy the games this weekend we'll catch you next week and for me go state and go birds